Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Five Star Movie Podcast, a podcast from two guys that can't get Anchor to work, um, and also sometimes watch movies. <laughs> I'm Ryan Hurley. I'm Sam I'm, Wolfcool. Yeah, he's my esteemed co-host, and we're going to oh. be talking about uh, summer movies today. We've each compiled the list here, and then we're going to run through it and then create our own, but first... Uh, you're going to start off the same way we always start off. What's the best thing you watched in the last week? I'm going to go a different route this time than our, than our last time. Uh, I got HBO Max, so I've been able to watch some movies I never got to see. So now I'm trying to work through the DC Extended Universe. And I started with Wonder Woman. And that was, <laughs> it was good. Not good, not great. A nice, enjoyable two and a half hours. You know... You're at least starting out in the right spot. You're you're on the high right now, and uh, it's only downhill from here, unfortunately. What about you? So in the last week here, uh, I watched uh, The Host, which is a Bong Joon Ho movie, um, and it's about this like pollution in a river that. Um, mutates one of the fish and it basically goes on like a murderous rampage uh in the river valley and it is a really great movie and it was really really weird watching it during this quarantine i've got to say i bet didn't that have the main guy from uh parasite was he in it too yeah yeah he's the main character in that or yeah the 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 dad who's like the driver in parasite is the main character uh yeah he's he's really great in the movie um it's sort of a different character i i had almost no idea what it was like going in into it i just wanted to watch it because it was bong joon ho yeah and um it didn't disappoint it was just there's like a whole quarantine angle in it and i i was not prepared for that at all (laughs) (laughs) it's like the u.s is very involved and knows knows what they're doing maybe to like a, a bad point and like you know i'm sitting here now like oh god i'm glad you liked it though it sounds i i, I want to watch more of his movies i don't know snow piercer and uh so, uh i've really enjoyed all three of those so I'm going to keep trying to go through them as, as long as I can find them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, if they're free, might as well. Exactly. Like this was just on, on Hulu. It's toss it on. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you got a quick question for us this week? So in regards to summer movies, we're going to talk about our like favorite ones, but do you have like a favorite memory in a theater of a summer movie? Cause that's always the best place to see a summer movie. I think. Yeah. So I have a, I have a, a few like that came to mind anytime you go to a movie, especially in the summer and people really get into it is really great. Whether that's like us as a group. So anytime we've like roasted a movie uh, or like a, a big comedy, like I'm thinking it, like we went and saw this is the end, which is not on my list. Um, but I, I just remember having a great time. Like the whole theater really got into it. And everybody was laughing along, and there's kind of like nothing better than that. But uh, and then I'll I'll mention another one that is on my list later on. I had a really great great time. We went and saw uh, like a special screening thing where they showed um, earlier films in this franchise uh, right before it, and so we like stayed and watched all of them, and it ended with the premiere of the new one, which was a really great moment. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. How about how about you? Uh, I went and saw a bunch of movies summer 2016, and they were all bad that summer, pretty much. And the person I would go with was insistent upon us seeing it in IMAX. So the one that was really bad I'm not, that I like, I just want to mention is we saw Independence Day Resurgence. That was an Ooh. all-time bad movie. But my favorite experience was we went to the IMAX and saw Warcraft a movie that's brutal and has about seven storylines to the point where 
something was going on, and then they cut to someone I literally had never seen before, and it was like a big part of the movie. I whispered to the person next to me, I was like, "What? What is going on? Who's this? What's this plot?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and that's the beauty of Warcraft a nice summer movie where you have no idea what's going on there you go you just go and uh, you're completely mystified not for reasons they want you to be though you're just <laughs> there for the show I guess yeah it, just a whirlwind <laughs> pretty much <laughs> should we get into our lists here I'm down alright perfect I'm down too so just a little uh, like primer so we've each made our list of ten we're going to go through, we'll have you start with your 10 to 7. Uh, you can just give them all off, give a little brief description. Um, and then I'll do my 10 to 7, and then we'll have you do 6 to 4 after that, and then I'll do 6 to 4, and then we can switch off for the, for the final three. And if we have anything overlapping, uh, shout it out, and we'll, let, uh, we'll talk about it once we get to the higher rank. Does that make sense? Sounds good to me. Awesome. And then at the end, we'll, we'll compile our own. But let's have you start with uh, your 10 to 7. So my 10 to 7, I'll, I'll read them off and then I'll go back, was The Village was number 10. Number 9 was The Talented Mr. Ripley. Number 8 is Wet Hot American Summer. And number 7 is The Fugitive. Wow, okay. Think, None are on my list. So this is a good start. <laughs> I think these four kind of like give me four different ideas of what I want from a summer movie where I think, like, The Village is, like, I, I think it was an independent, like, it was, like, an indie movie, kind of, like, it's it just, like, you don't, it's not, like, a typical summer, like, big blockbuster movie, and I, it's, like, normally something that kind of, like, challenges your brain and makes you think, and it's just, like, an intense movie to watch. I love The Village. I think The Village is really, really good. Um, I know it's, like, people have their opinions on it, but I love that movie. It's sort of a... Uh... You see, I, I noticed this going through lists and things like that. In the summer, you kind of get like a few movies from like a big indie director or like a big name, you know, director. And I feel like The Village is definitely one of those. You know what I mean? Like people yeah, were little, certainly like really looking forward to that, but it's not necessarily like Independence Day, you know? Right. Like I think people were like, we're looking forward to it. And then it wasn't like, I think it, was, it wasn't like perfect, but it was. It's a great movie, like a really good performance from uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Adrian Brody, like goes from winning an Oscar to being like, like a brother who had like mental problems. It was nuts. Yeah. It's certainly like a big left turn <laughs> for Shyamalan. Yeah. And then Talented Mr. Ripley, which I don't like, to, like, it's a movie I really like, but it definitely has its problems. But I just think like the first half of that movie is like pristine summer in Italy. Like you just it's just like a perfect like that's the summer i want right yeah there gives with you a nice, green leaf yeah it gives you a nice like <clears throat> gives you a nice warm feeling yeah oh i just him with like singing in the bar it was just he's just perfect and jude law is amazing in that movie yeah he's really great it uh <laughs> it uh cer- certainly spirals out of control there for him <laughs> after the beginning it takes a turn yeah <laughs> and then Wet Hot American Summer, I think, is, like, the perfect summer camp movie. And it was hard for me not to include, like, a nice, like, just a nice summer camp movie. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, so, I wish, I wish I would have seen that one in theaters, which I don't think I probably had the opportunity to. But I love that. I love that movie. The TV show is is Mm -hmm. really funny, too. And it's just, like, like you said, it just gives you, makes you think about, like, summer camp and, like, you know, sort of summer activities as a kid. And then it's just hilarious, too. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like Bradley Cooper's, like, like the sixth most important person in that movie. Like, who, who knew he'd get that big? Yeah, I, th- I think he literally, like, skipped his graduation ceremony to go and shoot the movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then my number seven is The Fugitive, which I thought was, like, the perfect, like, expansive blockbuster. Got nominated for an Oscar somehow. Like it's a great movie. It's just like a, it's just an action movie. Tommy Lee Jones is trying to chase down Harrison Ford. Like it's the everything Tommy Lee Jones says in, says in the movie is gold. Harrison Ford is like his typical like solid self. It's a great Chicago movie. Yeah, and I just love the fugitive. I I was on Hulu <laughs> forever, and I finally pulled the trigger, and I was I was thrilled for it. 
the yeah those two lead guys in that movie are just great and it's i think it i think it's just one of those like movies where it's so good at be, doing what it wants the like academy almost couldn't deny it you know yeah like uh it's just such a good a good action movie and of, of course you gotta love the line of like i'm innocent and then Tommy Lee Jones just being like, I don't care. Then he, I loved Apparently that was ad-libbed. It sounds like the whole movie was ad-libbed. Like the <laughs> trivia for it's funny. And there's the rewatchables about it where they're basically just like, yeah, like it took them forever to write this movie. But it sounds like everyone just made up their lines as the movie went along. <laughs> they do a funny thing too, where they like mention like, it's hilarious to just hear people like claiming after the fact, like, oh yeah, I just made that up on set. Yeah. It's like, did, <laughs> That's also like a classic Joey, Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano performance. Yeah, true. That's so like, true. He plays the character. He plays in like everything. And I love that movie. I, I, it's it, it's so great. It's so good. All right. That's my 10 to 7. What do you got? All right. So before we go into my list, I will say most of mine that I ended up doing, I had, they ended up being movies that I had seen in theaters or like watched regularly around summertime, which I was, I was shocked about. Um, but I'll kind of rattle through my, my 10 through seven here and you'll see why I mentioned that because some, some of them are very recent. Um, so my 10 is pop star, never stop, never stopping. Uh, nine is moonrise kingdom. Eight is 22 jump street. And then seven is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, so for pop star, I remember seeing this in the theater and nobody was there because nobody <laughs> saw this movie. And so this is, uh, this is me advocating for the movie a little bit here uh, because it's really funny. It's like a really great, like silly, goofy comedy that you would see in, in the summer. You know, it's the Lonely Island guys. And uh, it, it was just a great time. And me and like my three friends that went and saw it were like basically the only people there and we're just dying laughing. Uh, so everybody should check it out if they if they do get the chance. I never saw that one. Definitely it came out too early in the summer for when I came home that summer. <laughs> Definitely, if you get a chance, if it's if it streams somewhere, absolutely watch it. Especially if you like the Lonely Island and you like those guys. Um, nine. So my nine was Moonrise Kingdom, and I really remember seeing this, and this was. I might have seen a Wes Anderson movie before, but I can't really remember it. And this was the first time where I remember like watching a movie and, and of his and just being like, oh my God, I need to watch everything that this guy makes. Yeah. Uh, and, and this one, like, it's sort of like what Hot American Summer, but in a different way, where like, instead of making you think about summer camp, it made me think about like being a Boy Scout as a kid and like camping and things like that and just kind of getting into trouble as a kid, which uh, I think is really fun. And he, of course, puts like, his little own like quirky spin on it. For me, it kind of came down to Moonrise Kingdom or Wet Hot American Summer. So Moonrise Kingdom was an honorable mention for me. I, I love that movie. Um, I, I think I think Ed Norton is just like peaking, getting to wear like his like short shorts and his like scout costume. Like he, he seemed like he couldn't have been happier with the part. Yeah, it's the like khaki scout leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Harvey Keitel, when he, I love when he picks up Harvey Keitel and he like jumps across like the flood with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't seen the movie in so long. I own it. I need to watch it again. Yeah, me too. Like I, when I put it on the list, I was like, damn, I want to put this higher, but I need to watch it again for sure. Like it, it was I, just, it was just a fun I number. I just finally watched Grand Budapest Hotel. It took me years to finally just watch that movie, but he's, I love his movies. I, I I'm trying to see. I feel like I've seen all the ones that are available. His movies are tough to find for free. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to like rent them or buy them or or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what which of his I haven't seen, but I need to get all the way caught up before the French Dispatch. You got time, sadly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, and then my number eight is Twenty Two Jump Street. Uh, it was between 21 and 22 Jump Street for me. I ended up going with 22 just because I kind of remember it better. The, the end scene or the, the end credits with the, uh, all the fake sequels is still like one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. 
in a movie. Uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill just have such good chemistry. And uh, it's, it's like a genre that you sort of expect in the summer, which is just like a really silly, fun comedy. And like, they're just so tongue in cheek about it that they just nail the tone. It's great. I love the movie. I love both these movies, but <laughs> I love that movie especially. I remember seeing 22 Jump Street at like midnight <laughs> and the theater was like packed. And uh, I just remember there was that one scene where, uh, where I think Jonah Hill was telling Ice Cube that he was like sleeping with his daughter. And I just remember like the whole theater was laughing to the point where you couldn't even hear like any of the dialogue being said. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like, especially for people our age, I think it was like a huge movie at the time to just go see and like it was just hilarious and all the all the like inside jokes like you know they have a bigger budget for the second one so they're making a ton of jokes about about having a bigger budget for like the the jump street program where it's like i thought we had kate blanchett they're like what it's like i thought we had kate blanchett with the budget (laughs) they're both like carte blanche (laughs) just like all those little Little details just make it so funny. <laughs> I've never even seen the first one. I've only seen 22 Jump Street somehow. Really? Oh, you should definitely yeah. see the first one, too, because that's great. Well, I, I want to. I can never find it anywhere. I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I'm being stingy. I'm stingy about it. They've got, I feel like, has 22 been streaming? I feel like 22 Jump Street's streamed. It probably has. I don't remember. I just know I saw it in theaters and I was like, you know, I have that perfect little image of it in my head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and then my, my seven is Scott Pilgrim versus the World, um, which is another underseen one here. And I remember when I went and saw this movie in theaters um, and I was in seventh grade and I did not like this movie at all. And it took a while for me to like, come around and watch the movie and understand the sense of humor. Uh, and now, like, I would say it's one of my favorite Edgar Wright movies. Uh, Cause it's, once again, it's just so tongue in cheek. The like mix between action and comedy is really great. I, I always love that in a movie, especially in Edgar Wright's movies. And uh, Michael Sarah is hilarious in it, but everybody is too. And it has such like a randomly star studded cast when you go back and watch it now. <laughs> that movie I watched for the first time like a couple months ago, I think, and I literally just couldn't, like, the opening credits of that movie are nuts. And, like, they're just, like, jamming on their guitars. They're, like, just... They're just having, like, a great time. And then... um, And then the names... Just the endless names of famous people just keep popping up on the screen. It's like Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, Michael Sarah. It is, it's you're just like what? Yeah, what is going on? Why did they get this group of people together? How do how have I never seen this movie? I don't understand. Anna Kendrick is in it, and like now she's normally one of the like the three biggest people in her movie that she's in and like in that movie she's like the 10th person you think of when you think of the movie like it's it's crazy um also a tidbit i i want them to make and release the the chris evans movies inside this movie at that like as lucas lee (laughs) like the uh the the one line where he's like you're about to hear two clicks one is me hanging up and the next is me pulling the trigger like, let's put it in a movie now. <laughs> let's put it in a, a, a genuine movie now. <laughs> oh, I love some of his early roles. Chris Evans, like, he's in Not Another Teen movie. He just, like, was, like, I feel like his career could have gone just a whole, like, different direction if he didn't just uh, become Captain America and be richer than he could ever imagine. Yeah, like, he, ser- he sort of, like, just plays, like, a, a douche in a whole bunch of stuff. Like before he becomes Captain America, which is really hilarious. He he does it well. Like he, he, they always like make his eye. Like I, I don't I, I can't remember Sky Pilgrim versus the World. But I remember not another team movie. He had like really pointy eyelashes that just like made him look like evil. Yeah, his eyebrows are like square blocks. Yeah, eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It just makes it even funnier. 
Should I dive into my six to four? Yes, sir. Let's do it. I go really chalk at this point, but like movies are good because they're good. It's, it's, you know, good movies are good movies because they're good movies. <laughs> so my six to four is Guardians of the Galaxy. That'll be on mine later. So we'll we'll punt to when it gets to me. Okay. Dark Knight. Okay. And then is that on yours? No, I actually had to cut it at the last moment. Ooh. Yeah. On a moment. Ooh. You picked you picked the wrong person to save her. <laughs> Rachel. And then <laughs> And then Blade Runner. Ooh, okay, good one. I didn't have that on my list either. I was, uh, I mean, you know, that movie's come out like three different times. So <laughs> one of them was luckily in the summer. Yeah, are you choosing the uh, theatrical cut of Blade Runner or the director's cut or the final cut? <laughs> I'm, use, I'm choosing the Snyder okay. cut of Blade Runner. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm choosing so if we're pun- cuts played on top of each other. That's my <laughs> choice. You know, with how little dialogue there is in that movie, that probably wouldn't be that bad to watch. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> so if we're punting on Guardians of the Galaxy, we'll start with Dark Knight. I just, like, when I think of, like, a summer movie, I just think of Dark Knight. Like, that's my very first thought is, like, something that's, it's a franchise. It clearly has a giant budget. It has famous names. And I think what's so great about The Dark Knight is it just has, like, it has, like, an epic performance from Heath Ledger as the Joker and the Joker is like literally one of my favorite movie characters. Like there's, he's probably the best just like go back and watch like his scenes from the movie. Like you don't have to watch all of like whatever the hell Christian Bale's doing the whole movie. You just go back and watch Heath Ledger and you're just like, wow, this movie is amazing. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a great movie. Like it's just a really great movie. It's definitely one of the best superhero movies um and i had my list at 11 movies for until about three hours ago because i wanted to put this movie on the list so bad and i ended up cutting it and who knows i maybe i'll regret that for forever but it's a really great movie (laughs) i think what i love most about dark knight is like all the things that don't make sense like the part at the end where you just find out that morgan freeman has like this thing that watches every single thing in new york city and you're like this this is a stretch yeah yeah you're like, beyond belief wait a minute like you've just been sitting on like cellular sonar technology in, <laughs> in, in wayne in the wayne corporation for like how long <laughs> yeah what whatever you got money they kind of you know for how serious those movies, I think I think one thing that I do knock on that movie is like for how seriously they take some of the stuff of like being real. Uh, they sort of like yada yada some stuff, but you know what? It's a great movie in its own right, and most of those issues pop up in Dark Knight Rises and not The Dark Knight. Oh, so. <laughs> oh Dark Dark Knight Rises is all that that. That was that. Was that a summer movie? I don't know. It's not on my list. It's nowhere near my list. I think it was a summer movie. Yeah, it's not on my list either. But <laughs> and then my number four is Blade Runner, a movie that I that I have listed here as all one word. I don't think it's all one word. No, it's anyway. <laughs> very unimportant. But another Harrison Ford movie. If Harrison Ford's in the movie, I must like it. Well, that's that's typically the case. I think the only Harrison Ford movie I can think of that I don't like is the second and the fourth Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's fair. And you know what? Even I, I even like him in those movies. So, yeah. <laughs> um, And uh, Blade Runner. I just saw this for the first time again, re- like recently. Again, I, I miss everything good. <laughs> they actually were showing this at, at Randall, but I decided to not see Blade Runner that I saw Underwater, which is okay. I liked Underwater. It's alien in, in, on, in the in the water essentially you know it's a movie it's <laughs> it, it is a movie but i think what i love about blade runners it's just like it's another movie where you just kind of get lost in the world that they're creating and i don't i don't hate when my summer movie is something that just like isn't like real like a reality <laughs> that we live in like no one lives in gotham city 
Wet Hot American Summer. I don't. I mean, I will never go to a summer camp like that. I don't live in the village, obviously. So I think I just love movies like that where you can kind of be like transported somewhere different. Yeah. And I think what I love about Blade Runner is I love like the like the neon, like the like the kind of like the lighting of it and how quiet it is, and the cinematography is amazing. And uh, I really this is I really like Daryl Hannah's performance in the movie. Like she really caught my eye. She plays like the like that one I can't remember the names of the thing. Like she's like the one like evil thing that I feel like stays alive for a while besides the one guy. And it's just a great movie. I, I ended up having to watch that movie in like two different parts because I woke up at like five thirty in the morning and I was like, "What? Are, I'm like, I need to do something. I I can't fall back asleep." <laughs> and then I got like an hour into Blade Runner and I was like, "I'm ready for bed." But this movie's freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that movie. I'm taking a class on it right now, so that should tell you like just how much I love that movie. But uh, yeah, this is a great choice. Uh, Daryl Hannah's Pris is great. Uh, uh, Harrison Ford as Rick Deckard is like iconic. Uh, Sean Young as Rachel. I love her in the movie as well. Um, and then Rutger Hauer as Roy Batty, like really just hamming it up in every scene. But it's, it's just so perfect. And uh, it mixes that like sci- science fiction, like world building with uh, like a, a noir like story and aesthetic. And it just is so, so cool. And the music is amazing too. Yeah, I love like how they keep passing it like giant Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. And it's in like a different it's language. Like an, and, and so. Yeah. Oh, that movie's amazing. I, I've I've yet to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine because like when it came out in theaters, I hadn't seen Blade Runner yet, and I was like, ah, I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. But I heard that's also yeah. great. Yeah, uh, we we watched that in my class too, and it's really good. Uh, it's a lot longer, um, but it's really good. Uh, some people in my class liked it better than the original Blade Runner, though I am not in that same boat. But I see that a lot. I feel like that's like a common like sequels better than the first one. It's like Blade Runner is amazing. I don't know. Yeah, like the original Blade Runner is one of the best like science fiction movies of all time. <laughs> I agree, definitely. Uh, I know though that a lot of people in my class were uh, upset because they thought that the original Blade Runner was not clear enough and like they didn't understand what was going on enough. <laughs> Who cares? <Yeah. laughs> it's just like such a cool, like, I guess vibe. <laughs> I know I like yeah. a dick for saying it like that, but it's just so good. Yeah. I mean, who cares? I don't, you don't need to know. What's yeah, going on. exactly. Harrison Ford is Blade Runner. It's yeah. Fun. Just live with Deckard for a little while. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I'll uh, go through my six through four here uh, now. So I got Top Gun at six. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off at five. I have that higher. I have that okay, higher. Okay, we'll punt on, on Ferris Bueller then. Uh, and then I have American Graffiti at four. I thought about that. It was, yeah, that was one uh, I felt like I had to put in. I just love that movie so much. I'll start with Top Gun though. Um, man, what is, what is there to say, uh, other than it's just the perfect summer movie? Uh, <laughs> it's, it takes place in, in, in Florida where it's nice and warm. They're playing some volleyball. They're, they're flying jets. They're, uh, trying to be the most macho, uh, people in the world. And it is both completely ridiculous and incredibly watchable. And it's just so much fun. It's just such a fun movie. <laughs> I love Top Gun. I mean, I don't love Top Gun. I don't think it's very good. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, Tom Cruise is just, like, really dialing it up. He's got uh, uh, him and Kelly McGillis really have, like, an interesting relationship. He just follows her into the bathroom at one point. That's a real, like... But him and uh, him and Anthony Edwards is just so good together. Yeah, they're just. I mean, you make a good point of this. Maybe is not a great movie. Like I think I enjoy it in almost like an ironic way. <laughs> but I just have so much fun watching it. <laughs> I felt like my list would be incomplete without it. <laughs> I I'm upset. I'm excited for the second one. I need that. Uh, that that like that's one of the few movies that like 
Mexican postponed that like needs a theater. Yeah, I feel like I'll only like it. I'll I'll like love it if it's in a theater. If I have to watch it at home, I'll be like, eh, this screen's too small. Yeah, like, and I, I'm sad that it got bumped, you know, for like a later date because I think it would have been coming out pretty soon, right? I I can't remember the original. I think it was a summer yeah. movie. I think it was set to be like probably August, July. I don't remember. Like if you're telling me around like Fourth of July weekend, I'm gearing up to go see Top Gun Maverick. Oh, like yeah. I, I'm over the moon excited about that. You know. <laughs> apparently, Tom Cruise like made everybody like fly in this movie. Like everyone, apparently, all the actors like flying it. <laughs> I think I heard that like everybody threw up from flying in the jets, other than I think Anthony Edwards. I want to say. <laughs> Which is really hilarious. <laughs> I could not fly in a jet. No, no, me either. I'm afraid of heights too. So like, <laughs> yeah, that would just make things a little more complicated. <laughs> I agree. Um, we'll we'll punt on Ferris Bueller at five. Um, four is American Graffiti. Uh, maybe a hot take, but this is probably my favorite George Lucas movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know, which is funny because of how big Star Wars is now. Um, but it's just a really great movie. It's sort of like a setup that a lot of people have like copied. You know, like there's uh, uh, Dazed and Confused sort of has the same style or like Booksmart uh, did like a similar thing recently where it's like all in one day. You know, it's right when you're graduating uh, high school and, you know, you're just... Uh, you're just hanging with your friends for one more night, uh, trying to have like you know fun like you would in high school just one last time. And uh, I just love all the characters in this movie. Ron Howard and Richard Dreyfuss especially are really great. Um, and it's just like a really fun, uh, really fun little journey with them. And of course, you get a Harrison Ford cameo. So that's fun. I was gonna say, can't forget about yeah. Harrison Ford <laughs> as uh, as the like I can't remember his name in the movie, but as like the <laughs> He wants to drag race Milner. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you watched that scene the other day. When he, when he when he crashes? No, just when he like beats him in the drag race and the like little girl who's in the car with Milner just like <laughs> I him. love that scene. I love that scene. Those two together are really great too. Uh yeah. like they, they have such like a fun little dynam- dynamic and like I love how he is like he wants to like be too cool or whatever. And then like, they basically both just start like goofing around and having a good time. <laughs> it's great. That movie's great. I, uh, I just like love the thought of just getting to like drive around and like everyone's out and about like that. I mean, that's meant to be take place in the sixties, right? I think so. Or is it earlier than that? But like whatever it was, like that just seems like the best time to have like been alive and like being that age with like your whole life in front of you. But, one of my things with like um, I never quite understood about like a lot of these uh, like last day of school movies. Like I just watched Can't Hardly Wait, and they did the same thing in that movie where like people will graduate, and then they make, and then suddenly the main character's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow for college." <laughs> it's like, why? Why are you leaving already? Don't you have a whole summer? At home? Yeah, they do that in this movie too, where I'm like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like you. Yeah. Like where you have to go to college tomorrow. You don't get a summer. Um, in uh, I know what you did in the movie. I know what you did last summer. That's a movie they don't leave right away. Which if they had left right away, maybe more of them would have lived through the movie. <laughs> but it's just like I, I've never understood that. Like, like where are they going? Did like they just got to go like live and like understand the area or something? But I love American Graffiti. That's in my honorable mention. Yeah, it's we watched that in film. Yeah, class. we did. Little high school. That was, yeah. I think, that was the first time I had seen it too. But now I do, I, I own it now, and I think like sub subconsciously I always end up watching it over the summer. Um, I don't know why, but that's what makes it a great summer movie. Is it just like feels right, you know? Yeah, I agree. No, that's definitely like a good. That's a summer movie. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody should go out and watch this, even if you don't like Star Wars. Go out and watch American Graffiti. Because it's George Lucas actually just like Better. making a movie with like human beings and it's just about the people and it's not about uh, trade federation, trade federations and uh, off world planets and things like that.
love Star Wars. <laughs> I love Star Wars. How all all the movies are so different and not about the same thing. You big uh, Rise of Skywalker guy? Uh, I like really, 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 really tried to like that movie because I feel like I'm I'm just like getting so like worn out as being the person that just doesn't like Star Wars. But it's such a, just such not a good movie. Every, every like scenes would just happen. Like every, I, what am I trying to say? Everything was so like, like, woo, we're doing great. Like, woo, everyone's like all excited. And it's like, what do you, like nothing, you're not accomplishing anything. There hasn't been any conflict in this movie. I think that movie goes through about an entire trilogy's worth of, of events in, in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> it's a quick movie. Just, it seems like, it's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it seems like they don't understand like what, people like in those movies they there was like not enough adam driver i don't even know who he, like oscar isaac in those movies is annoying yeah. his character is obnoxious they just make him a hothead every time yeah more adam driver yeah. please i just want more kylo <laughs> do you want my three my yeah let's three. do your number three my number three is jaw oh, just missed my list just missed my list i tried watching Jaws a long time ago, and I guess I thought it was boring. I must have been busy that day, because Jaws is freaking amazing. It is... It's a great, like, monster movie. It's a great kind of a horror thriller movie, but it's just, like, a really good movie. Yeah. Like, all the characters are, like, people like you like to, like, would, like, want to spend time with. I feel like Rose Scheider's character would be fun. I'd love to hang out with... Uh, I can't think of the name of the guy who played him, but the, like crazy guy who has to actually goes after Robert Shaw. Yeah, Robert Shaw. He was so drunk. He was like an alcoholic. Yeah, I think. I think he actually was like just getting drunk on set too. <laughs> I want to yep. say. Yep. But I just love Jaws. Like it's a movie of like two halves where like they're on land. They're like trying to stop the shark, and you get to hang out with uh, the mayor, the like really unethical mayor in in Jawsville, yeah. and. Uh, once you finally get to see the shark and they're like out on the water, like that movie just becomes like, you can't take your eyes off it when they're in the water and they're fighting the shark. And it's, it's just like an amazing movie. You're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I think there's like a very strong argument to make that it's Steven Spielberg's best movie to date. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, the mayor who is, uh, Mr. Robinson in the graduate. I, I love him in, in this movie. Oh, that's why. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, everybody is great. Roy Scheider as as the police chief, I think, is my favorite. But like, they're all just so perfectly cast, and you can tell like when they have that little scene where they're like drinking below deck, just how good like chemistry the the three guys have. Uh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's such a great movie. All the. Uh... All the sequels are available on HBO Max. I can't decide. I've heard Jaws 2 isn't bad, but then they get a little... You know, I I was telling my roommate this the other day. I honestly think you should go through and watch them because they're... None of them are are great. Uh, Three and four are both really bad, but they're at least, like, funny bad. Um, Like, like Jaws 3 is Jaws 3D, and you get this incredibly horrible-looking shot where the the shark comes through like a glass window pane and it's clearly like something that you were supposed to be seeing with 3d glasses on, but it just looks horrible on your TV. Now it's really hilarious. And then jaws four, the revenge with the telepathic shark (laughs) haunting their family. Like it's, it's hilarious. It's honestly hilarious. I've seen some other shark movies. And like, like that are more modern, like the last like couple of years, and you know, I, I still think like Jaws did like an amazing job with like their actual shark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because like now they have all the technology backing it up, but like none of the plots really are very good. Like I love, I actually think Forty Seven Meters Down is a good movie. It 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 just kind of hooks you. The second one is brutal, <laughs> but the shark looks. I mean, the shark looked amazing, but I mean, I feel like with what they were working with when Josh came out like that, they did a good yeah. job. Like all, all the uh, props were amazing. I think you make like a really smart comment by saying it's like a great monster movie. And I feel like that's why 
it's better than a lot of other like shark movies is they like view the monster shark as a monster you know which was like half like spielberg intentionally doing that and half them like you know the the things fucking up and not working yeah but it it just works so well and like you know these other ones they sort of want to take like a survival like action angle to it like i'm thinking of like the shallows the shark's in a lot you know and like it just doesn't work quite that as movie well. looked so good <laughs> that movie just like lo- like i've seen it and it wasn't very good but like it looks amazing that water is like yeah. clear it's <laughs> that director's movies are they're some of the weirdest experiences to watch because they're like slick enough looking movies but then they're like just have really nonsensical plots and i'm just kind of sitting there like like, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> I think Blake Lively deserves uh, deserves better. Movies. True. I, I, I like Blake Lively. I'd like to see her actually in, like, a good movie. <laughs> you should see – we used to watch The Simple Favor, if you've never seen that before, her and Anna Kendrick. It's actually a, it's a, actually a decent role for Anna Kendrick, which are few and far between, it seems like, these days. And uh, Henry Golden oh, okay. for a little bit. Yeah, it's a good movie. It, it's based off a book where like Blake Lively's character goes missing, and like Anna Kendrick has like a blog, like a mommy <laughs> blog that she like blogs about. On it's a really good movie. You should. I I would actually recommend it. It's like a it's like a little. It's bit on. Better. It's on Hulu now, right? That's where I watched it. Er, I think knowing me, I probably paid for it, and then it came on. Hulu. <laughs> it's always how it works out. <laughs> uh, yep. So my number three um, is Guardians of the Galaxy, which we, we punted on. Um, I think we saw this together, didn't we? We saw this in a group. Yeah, I'm surprised this was a summer movie. I, I remember seeing it in like April, but then I looked up and it was, it was August. It must have been after volleyball camp that I saw it. Was Roche there? I, I think like Roche, Roche was there. there. I have like a... Our friend Roche. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a while. <laughs> but... Years, <laughs> but I, I I think uh, you, me, Roche, and everybody with us just like had such a good time with this movie. Um, this is easily my favorite Marvel movie to date, like not even close. Um, it's the funniest Marvel movie. Chris Pratt is amazing in this movie. Dave Bautista, who has no right being good in a movie, is great in this movie. Um, the action is really well done. Uh, it it doesn't have some of that like annoying connectivity between like Marvel movies. It's just its own thing. Um, and it's just having a really good time and it's got a great sh- soundtrack and a great cast and it's well-directed and well-written. And like, that's all you can ask for. It's just such a good movie. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like the first like 30 minutes are hilarious. It- it's genuinely like no other Marvel movie even comes close to the comedy of Guardians There's, of the Galaxy. Uh, like, not even like a five minute stretch at any point in that movie where you're not laughing at least once, you know, like there's the opening that's like a little bit, you know, well, it's the opening is like definitely sad. The like first, first scene when he's a kid, Mm -hmm. but then from there, it's just all laughs and fun. Um, And you just really like the characters. Like they're still all of my favorite characters in Marvel movies. And anytime they're in a scene, I, I like, they're my favorite ones. And, uh, it's because this movie does such a great job. It's just so good. <laughs> what are your thoughts on volume? I two? like volume two. I don't love it, but I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah soundtrack's agree. good in volume two. Soundtrack's good in both of them. Uh, volume two is just a little bit too long, I think. Yeah, they didn't really. I feel like they didn't do a good job with the villain. Like the villain was like Kurt Russell, but like I didn't really fully understand. I I don't like when the, when like the trope of the villain is like world domination. Yeah, it's like come on, like pick something. Pick Just something a little here. bit. It's basically, a little was going bit for. of like a waste of Kurt Russell too, because I if Kurt if Kurt Russell had like a really great part in the Guardians movies, oh my god, that would be the biggest home run ever. <laughs> Yeah, but instead he's just I agree. just like I, his name's like literally like Ego the Destroyer, Ego the yeah. Yep. It's like okay, <laughs> Chris Pratt's yeah. dad. 
That I do like. I could see that. <laughs> you uh, want to do your number two? My number two is a movie we punted on earlier, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It is like one of my favorite movies ever. And it's like living in the Midwest and like near Chicago. Just the fact that they found like the perfect day of actually like good weather that happens like maybe 20 times (laughs) a year in this state to like have like this perfect day. And it's like a great Chicago movie and everything about the movie is amazing. Like I love the soundtrack. Um, I think Mia Sarah's just like the ultimate crush (laughs) in that movie. And uh, I love Alan Ruck in it as Cameron. Like I love Cameron. I think Cameron like becomes more relatable by the like by the year. Every time you watch it, you're like, man, like I really get what Cameron's going for in this movie. <laughs> and I watched it again recently, and like the one scene that really got me and like showed me that I I like I, I'm becoming old is it's the scene where like Ferris is starting to sing "Twist and Shout," and they like pan over the camera, and it's like Cameron and Mia Sarah walking. Sloan, that's her name. It's Cameron and Sloan walking, and and Sloan's like, "So are you? Are you going to go to college?" And he's like, "I don't like anything <laughs> at all." And Sloan's just like, "Me neither." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is yeah, yeah, awesome. exactly, definitely feeling that." <laughs> when it's a it's a great movie. It's a it's a it's a near perfect movie, especially with the whole side plot of Jennifer Grey and uh, uh, Principal oh, Rooney. Yeah. That's just oh, what what can I say about it? I mean, just first of all, when Cameron was in Egypt land, let <laughs> my Cameron go. Let my Cameron go. <laughs> I've, I I don't think there's ever been a time where I haven't laughed at that. Him him doing the voices no, I... in the movie, all the different voices he does. <laughs> I like him doing the signs in in the stock exchange too. Uh, Matthew Broderick as 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 Ferris too. Like I don't think I've ever liked him more in a movie. He's like no. just like the perfect like person in this movie. <laughs> the uh, the first twenty minutes of that movie is really like untouched by any. Yeah, movie. honestly, of just like him getting ready for his day. It is uh, it's amazing. Like it, it's it's truthfully like a. It's one of those movies where, like, every, like every day, it's just like, man, do I want to watch Ferris Bueller? Yeah, it's like it's something. It's probably one of the movies I've seen the most in my life because, um, mm-hmm. that's that's like, there's not a soul alive that doesn't love this movie, and there's not a soul alive that doesn't like love rewatching this movie and just like getting to the parts that they love, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh it doesn't matter where I'm like catching this or like how far into it I am. Like I'm sitting down and I'm watching the rest of this movie. Cause it's just, it's just great. It's so much fun to live with. It, uh, it makes uh Wrigley field look good. Which is tough <laughs> oh, to do. come on, come on. You're just bitter about 2016. Ooh. Ooh. Every time it rains, I think to myself, man, mother nature loves the Chicago <laughs> It was the, uh, it was the one moment where the curse lifted and uh, then our front office went and ate lamb in the, or ate goat in the bleachers. And we just recursed ourselves for the next 200 years. So you're, you're the winner in the long run, I think. I just couldn't get over that playoffs where everyone was so obsessed with being like the Indians, they're a three headed monster in the bullpen. It's like, well, no, Cody Allen's great, and Anthony Miller's incredible, but, like, Brian Shaw's, like, genuinely terrible. And he then left the Indians because they couldn't afford him, which was great, and now he's, like, toiling <laughs> on the Rockies, which that's the last place he should ever go because he's just the home run. <laughs> the, the feeling of, of doom every time Miller came into the game, I, I don't think I can describe it. Because you knew he was coming in there. You knew we weren't scoring for the next five innings. We actually broke through on him. Oh. Now I'm, now I'm sad. So What's my number, number two, two? Um, was, is Toy Story 3. 
in this week's the Ooh. movie that I was referring to uh, in my favorite theater experiences. I went and saw that. Yeah, you got the shirt on right now too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I went and saw this. They did like a special thing at our, our theater, local theater, where they showed the first two Toy Stories before the midnight screening of this one. And me and my family went and saw that. And like, you know, watching the first two Toy Stories, which are really great. And then uh, having it culminate in this, which is like probably the best of the, all of the Toy Story movies now. Uh, it was just a really great experience. It's probably one of my favorite animated movies. Um, and it's probably my favorite Pixar movie. And I, I don't think of summer movies without thinking of this movie. Truth be told. I didn't see Toy Story 3 until like right before Toy Story 4. But Toy Story 3 bumps. That movie's it's, really good. It is. It's like not just a good animated movie. Like it's just a great movie, you know? Yeah. It's a good like universe they like to set up. Like living in like the daycare. Like that's just like, it's just cool. That's what I love about Toy Story. Like it, it was just like, yeah. a cool area. Cool, yeah. Like it was movie. a great like expansion of, of, of the Toy Story universe. And then obviously like the really emotional send off to it just pays off so well. It's so good. And then we have Toy Story 4, which uh, I saw that in theaters and it was just like me, my girlfriend and like this other couple who was probably like six years older than us. And then like a bunch of like kids. And I think only us four enjoyed it. Like we were laughing the whole time. Like there were so many comments in the movie where I would just like snort right after (laughs) they said it. And I was like, I love Toy Story. I hope they never stop making them, even though I'm pretty sure they're probably done. Yeah, no, I mean, four is four is not as good as three, but four is still like a really good Toy Story movie. And uh, I was I'm glad they made it, actually. I thought it was. Yeah, it almost felt like you could have done like Toy Story one, two and three and then like kind of called the fourth one like something different because like it really was just like a whole. Yeah, exactly. It, It almost could have been like. A, like a Woody spinoff movie in a way, if they wanted to do that. Yeah, Forky's yeah. like an all-time character. I love Forky. One of my I friends on a Letterbox, his his review of the movie is Forky is a Christ-like figure, uh, and I I co-sign he, that statement a hundred percent. Anytime anyone asks me anything now, I just go, oh, <laughs> no. like anytime. Oh, I love that guy. I love Forky so, so much. So good. So good. Do you want to do your number one? We should. Perfect. Do you want to say it on three? Our... Okay. Let's see if our okay, Wi-Fi is here. All right. <laughs> one, two, three. Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I mean, I'll let you start. What, uh, what do you love about this movie? I love that it is an adrenaline rush for two hours you just sit there for two hours you're just on the fury road you are like you are just locked into this movie you like the movie has like maybe three minutes total of just like talking with nothing with no action happening it's the ultimate driving movie uh tom hardy's amazing as max everything he says is like gold charlie theron's amazing as furiosa and i just love like the uh like the I can't I can't think of what they're yeah. called the War Boys. Just the look of the universe was yeah, just amazing. incredible. And I mean, like the the nonstop action, it just like it it genuinely takes your breath away. Like uh, I I saw it, I think I saw it with friends the first time through, and then I saw it with my dad the second time. And there's like the one point where there's like the little flare, and then it kind of like fizzles out and cuts to black. And uh, my dad turned to me and was just like, I don't think I've breathed for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> such a good way to describe the movie because you're just like, you're so caught up in the action. Like, it, it's, it's, you just experience it so viscerally because it's just so well done. I love how the, um, like, the wives that are being, that are, like, escaping with Charlize Theron, I don't think any of them were, like, particularly famous before this movie and now like all of them kind of want to do different things now maybe not all of them but like like 
like Riley Keogh's in a lot of things these days, and Zoe Kravitz has like her audience. And even like the one blonde girl, she was in uh, Neon Demon, like that came out like a year after that. So he just had like yeah, an eye like, for talent. Everybody involved is great. I mean, even like not not one of the first people I think of when I think of the movie, but like Nicholas Holt is really great yeah. in the movie. And like, you know, his his performance, uh, you don't think about it as much as like Charlize Theron as Furiosa or Tom Hardy's, but he's just as good as them in this movie. And the guy that's a Morton Joe is really great too. I'd never heard of him before, but he's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just made me want to like watch more movies in this world. Like I, I just enjoyed yeah. like the world it created a lot. I thought, I mean, it would be a terrible place to like be, <laughs> but like to watch. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I don't want this to be <clears throat> I don't want this to be my reality in any way, but I, I'm fascinated with it and I would love to see more films. Uh and I probably should go back and watch the older ones too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was thinking about that. Yeah, like apparently like the yeah, second that's what one's I've really heard. good. Like the second one is probably the second best, and then the other two are still good too. Um but this one I think just from everything I've heard just like blows all three of them out of the water because it's just so, I mean, they just basically went into the desert for two years and just like went nuts with this thing. And, uh, and it, it came out so well, it came out so well. Should we? So before we do our combined list, do you just want to rattle off your, uh, every, just everything yeah, let's we're do considering? It. Um, do you want to want to start off? Sure. So I basically narrowed it down to 20 that like I really, really actually considered to put on this list. So my other 10 were from like back to front were The Conjuring, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Nerve, Inception, Point Break, Apocalypse Now, Booksmart, Face Off, Moonrise Kingdom, and Harry Potter and the Prisoner. Okay, I I had there's there's some nice overlap in there. I had uh, I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I had Longshot and Booksmart, uh, Midsommar, Hereditary, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, The Lobster, Nice Guys, um, Star Trek Beyond, Neighbors, This Is the End. Um, and then I had like the other guys, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, um, Anchorman, and then Jaws was also in my honorable mentions, and Die Hard, uh, which I left off just because I watch it around Christmas time and not. <laughs> Baby Driver's a so, summer movie. Hereditary is. I don't know her. I don't know Hereditary was a summer movie. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, Midsummer and Hereditary were definitely in like my list of twenty that I had to whittle down. So yeah. you want to make a combined list here from our two top tens? Should we, yeah. Should we start with number one? This yeah. Let's, let's do Fury easy. Road. Number one. I think that's, <laughs> I think we can both agree on that. Um, number two, let me think about this. Probably, probably. Guardian. I think so. I think that's fair. Yeah. I was copying and pasting. You're all good. <laughs> um, number three. Let's see. We had. I think it's. That's Ferris what, that's what I was going to say, too. I think that's a good little. Ferris Bueller. And I think that's it on overlap of our actual list. I'm going to just mark some of our ones here that I have on my list that's in there. Okay, so your number two was Ferris Bueller, right? Um, What was your number three? Jaws. Jaws. Okay. Let's earmark that one because I could definitely, I I definitely want that one later on in the list for sure. Um, Do you want to, let's see here. What if we did? Hmm, I'm comfortable with Moonrise Kingdom at number. Let's four. do that. Yeah, I like that. Because I know it's it, it's on your list. It's almost made my list. Yeah, I like 
I think I think we should keep it with stuff we kind of have some overlap with here, right? You want to do Jaws five? Yeah, and we both have. Sure, I like that. And then. I think Scott Pilgrim versus the world needs to be on here somewhere. Do you want uh, Scott Pilgrim? Do you want it in before or after the Dark Knight? I think we got to have the Dark Knight in here somewhere. Put, Put it before. before. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll do Scott Pilgrim. You want to do Dark Knight after this? Okay. Yeah. And then... So we just got eight, nine, ten. Uh, the other movie... No, you go Wait, ahead. Sam, <laughs> the other movie we actually have overlapped is uh, Booksmart, but neither of us have it on our list. Maybe we could go... I, I would be comfortable with American Graffiti. Okay, right that was what I was going to Because I love let's, that movie. Let's do that then. That's probably it for me on your list of movies that I would consider top 10. You want to do Booksmart 9? Oh, yeah, okay. that works for me. Um, what, are, what are your ones we got left? Blade Runner. Fugitive, Wet Hot American Summer, Talented Mr. Ripley, The Village. Do you want to do Blade Runner? I was Runner? going to say, maybe we do Wet Hot American Summer, since it gives us those summer vibes. Sure. Let's do that it. That works for me. Um, before we run down what our final list is here, uh, what are your thoughts on Booksmart since we didn't have too much time to talk about it? Booksmart is like one of my favorite things about the summer where you always just seem to get like some like underseen, undermarketed, like really good like indie movie. Like I think of, I think it was a few years ago, like the big sick came out in the middle of the summer and that's another great movie. And I love book smart just because I kind of related to them a lot more. Cause I was like, kind of like in high school, I just like did my homework, studied, went to like try to get into college. And I just like really related to them, like going like crazy on one night right before college. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I totally agree. The, the chemistry between Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver is, is just, it, it pops off the screen. And that's why this movie works so well. And and like you said, I think I think they probably were the closest thing to us in high school <laughs> as we've seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like most high school movies, it's just a bunch of people that. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like um, even in Ferris Bueller, like I would say that most people in our friend group were more like Cameron and less like Sloan and in uh, Ferris. I don't think yeah. anyone's Ferris. I don't think anyone That's in the world is like Ferris. You would have to be uh, with just gifted with insane amounts of charisma in order to be Ferris. But like in Booksmart, yeah. they're still like quirky. They're fun. Like I, I like how when they do like go and socialize, people like them. They just like, that just wasn't their focus, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, yep. such a good movie. Well, um, should we run through the list here? You want it? Yeah, go for I'll it. do ten. You want to do nine, and we'll we'll keep switching off. Which going back? Yeah. Like a melody. So ten sure. is Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> and then and nine, we eight have is Smart. American Graffiti. Seven is uh, the Dark six Knight. is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Then five uh, is four Josh. is Moonrise Kingdom. Then we have Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 at 2. <laughs> Ooh, Volume 1. And then finally, we have Mad Max Fury Road at number 1. I'm glad we Yeah, that was uh, the lock of all locks, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> yeah. I yep. think we did a good job here. I like our list. I love all the movies on our list. Like, yeah, like I really like. If, if anybody perfect. listening to this has not seen any of these movies, go out and and watch them right away. I agree. They're all they're all good for all time. Exactly, movies, I think. and they're all they're all fun. Um, even Jaws and in, in the Dark Knight, you have a ton of fun watching those movies. Uh, can't go wrong. <laughs> you want to you want to tell the people what we got next week? 
so next week is we redo the best pictures. Well, we redecide. We order the best pictures for the 2001 Oscars, which are <laughs> Chocolate, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Traffic, Aaron Brockovich, and Gladiator. Um, and we're probably going to like touch on some of the other awards and just some of the other movies yeah. that came out that year. Um, that's That'll be a good one. It'll be fun. I still got to watch three of the movies. Yeah, I've seen year. I've seen two of the movies from that year. I, I'm going to rewatch those and then the other three though uh, after that. But uh, I think I think you and I can both agree. Chocolat is feeling like the biggest homework at this moment in time. I'm just happy yeah. it's free on HBO. That's like the huge victory. I that's the, that's the big win <laughs> of that movie. So you know. Far. The, the only other thing that I, I know about it is that it was in my parents' like VHS cabinet. Uh, and I would open up my VHS cabinet in my family room and I would see that. And then I'd like brush it aside and grab flubber and pop it in. <laughs> we, I also want to talk about just like other movies that came out that year, just like list them. And we don't, I mean, not like have like a full blown conversation, but like, some good movies yeah. came out that year. I actually I watched one of them last night, so I'm excited to talk about other movies that maybe should have been nominated. Over yeah, it'll be a fun way. it'll be a fun discussion. Um, it's a strange group of movies, and I'm excited to talk about them. <laughs> it is a strange group of movies. You don't really hear anyone talk about any of those movies ever. Besides, yeah, like, even like Crouching Earth. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I feel like was like a sleeper hit sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Now I, I don't I don't know many people that talk about that at all. <laughs> but like Traffic won the awards for Soderbergh, but like no one Yeah, talks and people about definitely stu- still do mention Aaron Brockovich for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it all next out week. next week. Um, good job. Good job this week. Um, we did it. We made we our it. list. And we will see everybody next week.